Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Greetings and welcome in, friends, for this lectionary sermon this Sabbath. Our text will be from the book of Mark, chapter 9. Let us begin in prayer. Kingdom come. With this day, our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we pray that prayer as he told us to pray, and pray it for all of our loved ones. He saith, forgive us. I'm hoping and praying that all those who confess Christ mean it and intend to pray it on a regular basis as well. And we will all soon be joined together as one body, interceding for all the saints continually, like Paul had told us. So when we pray, forgive us, and give us thy kingdom, we're talking about a great number of people. We pray that prayer. Praise Yahweh. We encourage all those in unity who confess they believe the Bible and seek his way. Those who have been baptized, those who work together in Christ, those who are confessing and proclaiming the kingship of Yeshua. Let's get to the election reading for today. That's uh, starting in Mark chapter 9. Starting at verse 30. And they departed thence. And I wanted to mention that there are a few sections here, topics in today's message. The first one is about the death and resurrection. So let's start reading at verse 30. And they departed thence and passed through Galilee. And he would not that any man should know it. For he taught his disciples and said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they understood not that saying, and were afraid to ask him. I would be afraid too. You see, he was very clear to his apostles what was going to happen. And he did avoid, notice, he didn't want people to know that he was passing through various places. You see, he was wise. And he told his apostles also be wise as serpents. 
few times he had to escape where his death would have been imminent. They tried to throw him off the cliff once, and he walked straight through them. Another time, he he went secretly to keep the Feast of Tabernacles, and he said because his time had not yet come. Another time, when his mother had, during his first miracle, they ran out of wine where they were hosting a feast. You know, he was the firstborn who would have to defend his mother's honor. So he said, Mother, my time has not yet come. So it may be part of the reason why he had to fill and change the water into wine was because, again, his life was at threat. Miracles followed him, but often these were of necessity. He wasn't just going around. He says, no sign will be given to this generation because a wicked generation seeks after a sign and wonders and miracles. He said, the only sign that will be given to this generation will be that the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. Sign of Jonas will be given to this generation. Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights. So too would the Son of Man be. And that's the sign. Now, he didn't go out and try and do miracles to, to, you know, we might as well have a circus if that's what he was trying to do. You know, he he could have just, you know, slain all the people in the spirit. He could have sent his angels to go and kill those evil people who tried to kill him early. But he wasn't trying to do that. When he fed the 5,000, you know, again, it was out of necessity. He wasn't just uh, going around trying to show off. Although, he, he would tell them to be quiet. He would tell them often, to, for example, the blind man and the leper, both. He told them, be quiet. Don't tell anyone about it. Yeah. But these days, what do you have these, um, a lot of people just doing these called miracles uh, and so forth. And while even a lot of these things can be proven to be scientific what they're doing. And in other faiths, religions, and practices, they do such miracles. And then people will say, well, that's the proof that God is real. Well, to an extent, yes, because Yahweh and the Holy Spirit is the most powerful spirit and is maker of heaven and earth and is you know, there's nothing greater and higher than that, than the Creator. Um, and when you call upon His name, you shall be saved. And those who have truly said the sinner's prayer and have truly given their lives to Christ, they are in Him, and nothing can change that. Some will lose many rewards, and some will, He will even say, depart from me, I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness, there's many who do that as well. So, so we have a, a continual theme that endured throughout that he wasn't there trying to get crowds to come together. They did come, but he didn't ask them to come. He'd be trying to get away. Uh, so many examples show he was trying to get away. And 
time after time after time, he was escaping, escaping, escaping from the crowds. That is when you have the anointing. They come to you. And that's the situation. So while at times we should praise Yahweh always for his great glory and nothing of our own self and our own flesh, we do try to let people know of the good news that he's doing. And we do praise him by teaching people the, the message of the kingdom. A lot of people would be encouraged if they found out how God is working in the end times and how his people Israel, the true Israelites, are the Western Christian nations who are now in rebellion have become a minority Christians and even their background of, as, as a tribe and as tribes have become minorities in their own lands and even captives. But to understand 90% of the Bible and especially the future prophecies, you'll have to learn who those tribes are. And again, that's not to boast in the flesh, but the Chris, Western Christian nations are so attacked. Why do you think that the devil attacks it so much that says, oh, you can't believe in that, that's racist, or oh, that's hateful, or oh, when actually that's love, if you read the Bible, as be ye separate, that's love, okay, and it always has been, and it promotes every culture. I, I always like to say that if you don't love your own people, how can you have any capacity to love other people? I think that that would be very irresponsible to see to trust someone who has not even loved their own even full-blown racial group, let alone tribe, culture, and heritage, if they don't even love their even their biggest part of their background, of who they are, of their people, and have contempt and speak out against it like they have been brainwashed to do, then how can they have any capacity to truly show towards other tribes, other cultures, other peoples? How can we say they will do a good job for them when they haven't even done a good job for their own people, when actually they have fed their own people to the wolves? And then to go and say, well, we think that they're going to help <laughs> you, the other races, if they think in other peoples and cultures, and religions for that matter, do they think that they're really going to be protected by someone who hates their own culture, who hates their own people and sends it to be destroyed and mixed and, and no longer in existence, who attacks the, the most fundamental beliefs, even the definition of family, of father and mother, of marriage and everything else that is just basic to creation, attacks it, says that God didn't know what's right and what's better. Even so there aren't any families anymore. Probably that's going to become illegal next, you know. And to malign and persecute and attack those who want to preserve their own people. It's just for families to be legal. Just for not to be oppressed. And, and to just have freedom to believe the Bible. And people who are just seeking their own freedom and love, just having love for their neighbor just having love for their own people, and especially 
doing good to the household of faith. He's being maligned for that. Okay, yes, we should always be wise, because it says they would try to deliver you to be killed if you're doing his will, if you're preaching the kingdom. Because if you read that, he wasn't doing miracles really that got people that involved. It was really more, he was teaching the kingdom, and it says when he taught the kingdom of heaven, they were healed of all their diseases. And literally, you know, we are to pray, his kingdom come, will be done on earth. When we're praying, our Father who is in heaven, you know? Okay, so that means we are from heaven too, our Father. That we're saying now, Father, we want your will in the earth being done so good like we do it. We did it. We will do it in heaven. And for his case, he was in heaven. He was one with the Father and is continually one with the Father and decided to come to earth. So we have, you know, the Bible says he was there at creation. So on and so forth. So, really, it's an important theme to know. Not for men-pleasing, he does things. In fact, he might try to do the opposite. And it's not for satisfying emotionalism. No, he even said, if your eye offends you, you should really consider cutting it out because it's better to go to heaven with one eye then have your whole body thrown into hell, or have your whole soul, you know. For example, he gave it as a metaphor. Because of course, people don't think that they're going into heaven with only part of their body, of course. So, your soul goes to heaven. We will be having his kingdom and operating in our lives on the earth. We have to seek first his kingdom on earth. Because if you seek first his kingdom, then all these things, all the necessities of life will be added to it. So preaching the kingdom, teaching the kingdom, he just spoke the same words they always been speaking, but he spoke it with more authority and with understanding. That's what we do. We're supposed to speak the same orthodox truths without wavering, without changing Standing on the honesty, standing on the truth. And all the glory goes to Yahweh because it is his truth that has prevailed. The devil has been crushed under our feet, 100%. Now, people have to have faith, believe, and walk in it. There are still many laws that govern the world. We still have to know there are laws of creation. And the kingdom, all the national laws in there are still in force. It says not one jot or one tittle will pass from the law, all those national laws. It's not going to pass from the law even after heaven and earth passes away. I think earth is still here, isn't it? So what does that mean? That means there's still all these national laws in the Bible still in force. Now, well, we know in America... The very first Articles of Confederation, which continued to be called the basis of our union, the first 200 years, 300 years, from 1636 to 1639 onward, is called the Articles of Perpetual Confederation. And in there it says that the one aim of our union, of our perpetual confederation, which means forever, 
the one aim is this got copied to the, all the colonies okay and it says the one aim of our union is the advancement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ and maintaining the purity of the gospel so that ought to tell you something okay his kingdom laws that was the basis of our laws of America and it's continued to be every state had at the beginning of their constitutions that it was for Jesus and for the kingdom for Yahweh and that is the basis of all of our laws now even up into the most modern constitution of America it says for the perfecting of that union which union the one aim perfecting of the gospel of Jesus Christ okay let me quote it again the one aim of our union is the maintaining oh sorry one aim is the advancement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ and maintaining the purity of the gospel now that is a perfect quote directly from the articles of perpetual confederation and that per word perpetual means it's ongoing so it never came to an end and that was written before the British had power and that didn't even have any reference to any worldly power in these Articles of Confederation in the for example the Connecticut which was copied it was all copied from the first one from Connecticut which is called the Constitution State for America the very first Constitution that had no reference to any worldly power just to the kingdom of Jesus Christ and maintaining the purity of the gospel that's it that's it that's it <laughs> okay so um, that tells us that Yeshua is still perpetually the king and his kingdom laws which are from the Bible are still enforced well which kingdom was he talking about which kingdom David's kingdom okay it talks about in the old in the old and New Testament at the most end time still the the, the jots and tittle will not pass away from the law it says so many things that we're going to continue to do yeah there'll be exceptions here and there but they're still going to grow yeah you can get saved by grace through faith of course but then you slowly will grow you'll start doing more of the law and start being more blessed by keeping it more because sin is it tells us the definition of sin sin is the transgression of the law as we break the law we go into sin what is the the cause of all destruction is sin okay so if you want to be preserved in the paths of life you're going to have less sin okay? less problems less foothold for the devil but yes we we can all fall like even worry and doubt and these things uh, and are all sins yeah? in the New Testament it's added even more sins on top of the sins that were in the Old Testament and now something like 70% of that law in the Old Testament isn't even referring to personal things but it refers to national level things 70% we have a very important thing to know with the fact that the law is in 1 John 3 4 sin is transgression of the law so we have to confess our sins mostly national sins confess it we are striving for his kingdom 
for example, confess it that we haven't stopped the public promotion of sin somehow. Public promotion of sin. Huge. That was unheard of 50 years ago. There was blasphemy laws in America that would have thrown people in jail if they spoke out against the Bible in public. These kind of things were in full force. Throughout all the states, there were anti-blasphemy laws. There's still some laws in the books, mostly in European nations, are really forgotten about. But if someone would speak against the Bible, against the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, they could go to jail, and even in some cases where they're repeat offenders, they could even get the death penalty. Okay? So they weren't even imagining to go so extreme as to try speak out against the Creator, just in such broad terms. There is so much good, and there is so much there. His wonders of his goodness of proving that his law is the is so good that a believer or anyone who has just done the scientific research would find his way is so good for us is so the best way so we just have to realize okay the sinners will destroy themselves so we in our own lives want to be separate well not only that we want to it says be separate like paul said uh be ye separate. Yahweh said, Be ye separate. I will receive you. Touch not the unclean thing. Okay? We are all going to be separate. Be ye separate. That's what Paul said. Now, a lot of people think that Paul was all against and just trying to mix everyone. No, not at all. Not at all. The kindred tribes is the word there for Gentiles. Kindred. You know what kindred means? Look it up in the Old Testament and look it up in the New Testament. The word kindred or kindreds. Both those words are very specific to one tribe or tribal group, okay? And it's, he says you're a holy kindred, a separate. The word holy throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament, you can look it up in Hebrew, you can look it up in Greek. It's always the word for separate. Separate, all the way separate, apart. It's, it's where we get a lot of the words for being apart and being separate. People would look up in the, def the definitions and find many, many other words for being separate. That's just the, the, the basic definition. So a separate, a separate kindred. Well, that's what Abraham was to do. Even angels came to Abraham and said, you have to make sure your son doesn't get married to one of the Canaanites here, but you find one of your own kindred. You go on long journeys. Send your servants to go and find those ones who are of your own kindred. And that's what they had to do. Kindreds, tribes, nations. It was all the same word. You can look it up each one of those, and you'll find the same root words. Find 
that Paul was reaching out to those 12 tribes, which were called the kindred nations of Israel. You can get a booklet called the 100 Marks of Israel. You'll find that Jews don't fulfill any of the marks of Israel, but the rest of the 12 tribes of Christian nation literally fulfill all the identification marks. The ID of Israel, basically, you can call it. You know how you have on a driver's license, it says you're five foot one, you have a certain weight, eye color, you have a photo, you have color of your hair, your address, all those kind of things, right? Well, the Bible has these kind of identification marks for the true Israelites. It says who they would be, what they would do, how they would be great and mighty nations, and so multitudinous. And these kind of things that so many things that the Jews don't fulfill at all. Revelation 2.9 and 3.9, and both of those places say there are those who, who say they are Jews who are not. But they do lie. What it says. They do lie. It says they are not Jews. Okay, the ones who truly are Israelites, not Jew, but Israelite, because only one tribe is ever called Judah. It's never interchangeable. Judah and Israel, even their two separate houses, it says in the end time, even after the new heavens, new earth, it says there's still two separate houses, the house of Israel and the house of Judah. But still, those ones who are claimed to be from the house of Judah, those ones aren't even a, a Judah. It says that the true ones won't even know their identity, but they will start to learn their identity. And it says they will be called by a new name, Christian. They're no longer going to be calling themselves Judah or Jew. Okay? So if you want to find the true Judah, they're, they're calling themselves Jews, they probably are not. Some will argue, well, maybe a few percent of them are true Judah. That could be. That's about it. Now, the rest are going to be found in other places. Let's continue on with our election reading for today. Verse 33. Again, we're in Mark chapter 9. Pick up at verse 33. And he came to Capernaum and being in the house, he asked them, What was it that you disputed among yourselves, by the way? But they held their peace. For by the way, they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve. So they were arguing among themselves, literally saying why each one of them should be the greatest out of the twelve. And one was saying, for example, I have these accomplishments, so on and so forth. The other one was saying, I'm stronger. The one was saying, he called me first. You know, and they were disputing which one of the 12 should be the greatest. Should be, you know, basically the, the vice president or vice regent or however you want to call it. Second place. Who should be second place? Cause, but they were saying which is the greatest of the twelve. You see? So uh, they were disputing. Okay, let's continue on. And he sat down and called the twelve and saith unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all 
and servant of all. So he's not saying it's bad to want to be first. But he's saying, if you will be the servant of all, servant. If you're serving everyone, then that's the same person will be the first. Oh, I think he was encouraging them to strive continue on. To he didn't say, you know, give up on that. He did say, serve. He gave them more wisdom by telling them, you're going to be a servant of all, you're going to be the greatest of all. Verse 36. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me. Whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me, but him sent me. So this is a also very important truth. Receiving children. You see? In his name. Receiving them. And he's saying they who receive me and receive they shall receive them, not just receive him, but receive Yahweh himself who sent him. And he has said many times, what you've done to even the least children, you've done it unto me. And it says, be very careful. The children... If you offend one of these little ones and you say they cannot come unto Yeshua, if you offend them from coming to him or coming and receiving, being received, okay? It says it's, it would be better that you take a millstone and put it around your neck and cast yourself into the sea. Is such an important truth. Do we have a guest on the line? No, we don't have. Okay. So we will open it up for a guest uh, to speak in about five minutes. If anyone wants to call in, the call in number is area code 724 444. Seven four four four. The call ID number is seven three nine four zero. Be glad to take your questions and comments. Praise Yahweh. Yes, it's so, so important. So, so important. It says that uh, 
receiving children is very, very high on the list. They have to be hugged. They have to be loved. They have to. Uh, it has to be protected. It has to be protected. Um, it's teaching, teaching children so much at the at the younger years. It teaches them so much, and so when you receive them, you're receiving not only Yeshua, but you're receiving the Father. To offend them, it says, you should really be careful not to offend them, because it says their guardian angels are beholding the face of the Father. They're f literally in the presence of Yahweh. And if we are going to, in any way, bend towards them, it's a dangerous situation. Be very, very careful. So, as always, yes, uh, that that as well as going the other way, uh, it says for them to have a long life, they should also learn and be taught the commandments. So teach the commandments thoroughly to your children and speak of them when you sit in your home, when you walk on the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Well, what's the greatest commandment? Love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. It's such an important teaching. You know, especially the enemies of your own house. It says the real enemies will be the ones of your own house. Love them. Love means do things for them. Value them. Respect them. Do things. Listen to them. Listening is probably taking time for discussion. You know, opening your schedule... Everyone wants to do things fast. You see, that's how the devil works. But if you say, no, let's sit down, even if it takes an hour to to cover it all. Let's take one hour. And let's say they say, oh, well, we only have half an hour today. Okay, then we break it up into two, into two or three times to make sure that we cover the topic completely. That shows the love and the, the commitment. It's very important to have this kind of communication and clarity. And we pray, and we must pray for people to teach their children the commandments. And the most important one is love. Not to reject, and not to in any way uh, refuse any child in any way, but to be teaching the love. And for also, everything to be done in truth, everything to be done in knowledge of the kingdom, and everything to be done in teaching the lost as well. Teaching his good truths. Teaching the love. But if we teach them abuse, if anyone is, is uh, involved in abuse of a child, that is a very, very dangerous situation for them to be in, which is even worse. And we have to pray for the children who are victims, children who are lied to, children who are attacked, children who are used as 
and bartering chips and tools and just wrongful, demonic, evil abuse. These days, there are so many broken homes, so many situations that the children need to feel accepted. The children need to feel loved. They need to be told that they're good. They need to feel that they're good. Okay? And if you receive them, you're receiving Yeshua himself and the Father. You see? So let's keep that in mind. Teaching them the love. Love your neighbor. How? As yourself. What's the first commandment? Love Yahweh with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Wow, that's a big one, isn't it? And it says the second one is like unto it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Let's pray about this uh, as people could be attacked in certain ways. I know there are many complications these days which the devil wants to keep people from relationships and keeping this from happening. And let's pray that people are set free and families can be united, that people can, that children can have this connection with their loved ones, with their friends, with their family, the elders in the church, the the sisters, the 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 things that they deserve. It all comes through for them, and let's just pray now, and let's let's hope and pray for more anointing for this to be multiplied. Almighty Heavenly Father, in the name of Yahshua, we just pray for all the children the children especially of broken homes, that there will be respect and honor, that people will just go the distance for their child, that they will discuss things that need to be discussed and and get together, that they will uh, follow your laws and teach your laws thoroughly to the children, that they will teach love and forgiveness, that they will teach love your enemies, the children on all the points that would maybe keep families from coming together. That they would teach it, love your enemies. And also be separate from wickedness and evil. And to not let it have dominion over over them or their situation. And each one has a different situation. But we just pray for all the children, for your grace, your love to be watching over them for your guardian angels to keep them all happy and well, for them to all have that chance of knowing of your love and learning that commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, to learn the appreciation, to to learn the value that they are, the future of us, of our families, and we just come against any evil spirits in our families, our friends, our loved ones. We bind and silence any evil spirit that would try and keep these children from relationship with their family members, with their loved ones, and that there is healing for every child. There has been any neglect that is quickly quickly 
resolved. Quickly resolved, we pray in the name of Yeshua. That it is resolved permanently so that the children can have a safe and good and healthy home. Happy relationships. No longer any chaos, stability and security for all the children. We ask it. Almighty Father, for your protection for them, we just plead the blood of the Lamb over the children and ask for your total protection and help along these lines that we pray. Thanking you and receiving it, asking for the Holy Spirit to work. We deliver it to you, knowing there are many situations that we have no power over, but only the Holy Spirit. Inspire us all in what we can do. Things better. Loved ones, families of our extended families, of our those who are in our church and those who are maybe left the church or in a state of backsliding or again. The children are innocent, Father. We just pray this for the children. That they'll be protected and under your wing. Please be their father. Please be their mother. Father and mother have somehow fallen short. They're able to be there. We pray protection for all. Their minds reach them all. Their will be preserved. Godliness. Being Promoted over everything. All these blasphemies against the family unit that are being promoted be put to an end. We ask in the name of Yeshua. Thank you for your continued protections. So we thank you, we praise you, and we glorify you. Your great glory, which is going on in the earth in more ways than we can imagine. Help us, Father. Pour in your ways to bless you and bless your people. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.